thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wendy's Way with your host, Wendy Stewart, Portland show featuring everyday people on their wellness journeys, living inspiring lives with courage and passion. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wendy's Way. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to this episode. I'm absolutely thrilled and delighted to have in my home, in my home office today, Adam and Sarah Whiting. Yay! <laughs> Say hi, Sarah. Say hi, Adam. Hi. Hey, everybody. So Adam and Sarah, I met at the Wellness Breakthrough in 2015, and we kind of hit it off straight away, Duncan and I, Adam and Sarah. We really resonated with each other, and... Um, Got to know each other pretty well that weekend and have been good friends ever since. And I'm absolutely thrilled that they're here today. The reason I've got Adam and Sarah here today more than anything is they're about to embark on a massive, massive adventure. They've totally changed their lives and they're about to do something I think a lot of us wish we could. So I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm going to ask them to tell you all about it. So here we go. All right, Sarah, your turn. Thanks so much for having us, Wendy. Thank you for coming. Yeah, so um, Adam and I are about to go on an adventure. We've basically rented out our house. So we have tenants living in our home. Um, We've already done a month in Tassie, and now we're about to take off and do a year traveling around Europe starting off in Morocco. Yay, how exciting. It's really (laughs) Are you excited? (laughs) I'm I'm thrilled a bit. There's a bit of, there's a lot of excitement, but there's a bit of apprehension as as well. So, um, but as Sarah said, we've already done a month in Tassie to prepare ourselves and we're doing some workaways on farms along the way. So, we've done a few down in Tassie so far that have been a great experience and looking to continue that on throughout our travels overseas to just meet local people and get into the actual real nitty-gritty of other cultures rather than just seeing, you know, here was the awful tower, here's, yes. a, here's a happy snack, mm. you know? Got it, yeah. 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 So really immersing yourself in the culture that you're in and really mm. getting a feel for it. Absolutely. Oh, my God, how exciting. So, I mean, in a nutshell, how did you get to this point? I know it's a long story. But it is a long I'd story. I'd love you to share with the listeners how you came to make this decision and take off on this amazing adventure. It's hard to know where it starts. It started yeah. really. There's so many parts, but I think it might have started a long time ago with Sarah getting getting sick. Yeah, well, I would say our life sort of changed about three years ago um, when I did get sick because um, before then we were very much organized, thought we would do the standard, you know, get married, buy a house, settle down, have kids, you know, yes. stay in our careers and do that sort of normal, mm-hmm. you know, sure. path there. But... Um, I was working for myself, which I still am, as an interior designer, and uh, I went to um, an event and I ended up getting food poisoning. And I was very sick. Adam rushed me to hospital. He literally carried me in to hospital. I couldn't even walk. And I was in and out of hospital for a couple of weeks, and it was extremely bad. It totally destroyed my whole gut and uh, microbiome and everything. And it was a long recovery. I had to close my business for about three months. Wow. And from there, I uh, really learnt about the whole wellness world. I learnt a lot more about health. I started seeing a naturopath. Um, well, at first, yeah. first, you went to the standard 
general practi- yes. practitioner. Yes. And just you know, sort of got the you know, fobbed off. This will be all right. Just give it a bit of time. And so Sarah's uh, as the person she is, she just didn't take their word for it. She would seek other alternatives. Yes. Because I wasn't let, getting any better. Let it so down. is this just from the food poisoning still, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had no okay. problems before the food right, poisoning, right. but okay. you and know, you definitely had the massive salmonella food poisoning. It was yeah. It yeah. Was, there, yeah, yeah, there's quite a few people case. got sick. Yes, right, okay. yeah, yeah, it was. Sure. So, um, yeah, so uh, after I started on my uh, healing journey, yeah, I started to sort of be coached by a naturopath to sort of start healing my gut, which is still, you know, a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It's three years later, but it did a lot it of damage time. and it takes a lot of time. Sure. So um, at the same time as that, we were hoping to start a family. Right. And as I started to get a little better, um, I came off the pill hoping to, you know, have a baby in the next say, year or so. Mm-hmm. But like many other girls who uh, come off the pill after a long period of time, yes. my period never returned. So that was yeah. quite... Um, yeah. Sarah actually went just before we got married, I think, to the, to the GP... And just asked about when she when would be a good time for her to come off the right. pill because we would like to start a family you know, in the next couple of years. And he said, "Oh, look, just don't come off until you're absolutely 100 percent sure because you're going to be extremely fertile." And so, um, yeah, when she did come off it, it, yeah, it was probably about well, it was a while ago. Yeah. Oh, it was about two and a half years ago now. So it's, um, yeah, and I still haven't got my period back, unfortunately. So, and um, there's sort of no real answers for that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first it was sort of, oh, it'll come back. It usually takes a few months. And then I went back to the doctor and they said, oh, it can take up to a year. And I thought, okay. But, you know, after two and a half years, it's getting, you know, has been quite upsetting and stressful. And I have, you know, spent a long time um, and a lot of money and energy looking into all different different therapies and things that can help me from Chinese acupuncture and naturopathy. And they've all been great and really helpful, but we're still not there yet. And it sort of became um, this like long waiting game as, you know, we wanted to start a family a few years back. And then after a couple of years, you start to just feel like, You've put your whole life on hold to have a baby because all this time and energy has been spent running around trying to fix me, yes. quote unquote, fix yes. me, yes. as if there's something wrong with me. You don't get to sort of just relax and enjoy life. The whole whole world just becomes about that yeah. and money being spent and energy and time, and it's just been so stressful. Yeah. So we sort of just needed a change. Yeah. 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 And so that was probably the, I guess... The starting point without us knowing it was a starting point because it really took us down this journey of um, firstly looking at our health sure. and our, we're fairly active and uh, people that go to the gym line and do a lot of sports so but we'll just as what most people do just go out on the uh, weekends have a few drinks yeah. probably not eat the best and then it really started focusing on our food yes and then you try to once we felt we had that under wraps it was like we realised there was a bit more to the picture. There was a lot more of the mindset yeah. and mm. how we're actually feeling day to day. And I've been in my job for close to 15 years. I never really had a true passion okay. that I felt that I wanted to follow. And I was content and happy and just doing my work. Uh, and then living for the weekend, like most people I think do, just getting by and then having some fun on the weekend. Uh, and it got to the point where we were becoming more aware about mindset and just being happy in the moment. Uh, which is, I think, a, a big deal about what this trip's about. And I just and I just looked at work and said, 
maybe I could just do something different. Yeah. And then we started chatting about you know, travelling around Australia, getting a car, caravan, but we decided you know, with the kids' situation, that stuff will come. And yes. while, we're, while we're still relatively young... Take off for a huge adventure, do I, do huge I, adventure where yeah. we can uh, be pushed outside our boundaries because we do like to plan a lot of things and control a bit of things. Sometimes I wouldn't say we're control freaks, freaks, but well, we sometimes def- <laughs> <laughs> we're both yeah we're both <laughs> bit perfectionists. Yeah. So this trip mm. will be very eye opening in, in a way that we're only going and booking probably the first three nights accommodation in Morocco as our first destination overseas. <laughs> And then really just winging it from there. Winging it from there. And, <laughs> How awesome. Yeah. So that's going to take a bit to get used to rather than actually yeah. planning saying, okay, we're not here by now. What are we doing next? And it's going to be a really big learning experience. Yeah. I think it's going to be really liberating for you. Yes. The yes. control freaking me is just going, oh, my God, no way. Yeah. But, yeah, Duncan and I have done that a couple of times, just booked the first few bits of accommodation. And, you know, we took off on a road trip around Australia four years ago and just, you know, Basically, it was just winging it, and it was the most liberating thing. But, yeah, I'd recommend it to everybody, actually. So, But that's mm. awesome. So tell me, Adam, what did you used to do for a job before you, you know, now you don't do that anymore? So, oh, Super exciting stuff. The list oh, is not my full of sleep. Um, no, it <laughs> no, was I a, now it. I look back on it, the, the company I work for was a re- really great company. Yes. Um, I, I would sell windows and doors. So oh, I was how a, exciting. <laughs> yeah, pretty Pretty much. I um, started work in the factory, and while I was in the factory, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Tried to get in the police force when I was probably oh, early okay. early twenties, and stuffed that up because I just got too nervous talking in front of the, the selection panel. But yeah, stayed with the the company. They gave me a position in the office, and I uh, have been there yeah close to fifteen years. So wrapped up yeah. a lot of long service leave. Yes. They're, Sad to see me go, but they've been great and said that um, if I come back and I'm not 100% sure what I want to do, there's always a position there for me. Now, ideally, I'd like to find a passion and something that I really love to do, but it's good to know that there's uh, a job there that, uh, with a good company that I can come back to if I need to. I think that's a massive credit to you and your character that they are willing to have you back. I mean, they'd be crazy not to, but, you know. <laughs> and Sarah, what did you do? I know you had your beautiful design, your home design, sorry, yeah. your interior design business. Yeah. But you were also a dancer, I'm sure you've mentioned to me yeah. before that. So yeah. that would have been massive to not do that anymore as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, I actually have uh, given up dancing about five years ago, but I danced my whole life. I, I actually started off with gymnastics. Then it was like jazz, ballet, tap, acrobatics, all that sort of oh dancing. Goodness, like, wow. Yep, uh, concerts and performances. Yes. And then from there I did Latin American dancing. So I was um, doing competitive Latin American okay, dancing yeah. at the Australian Like what you said dancing at the stars. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so I loved so do it. do you dance? No. <laughs> <laughs> I used to only dance when I'd have a few drinks because I haven't had a drink for two years. So you don't dance anymore? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I get him up on the dance floor sometimes. Now and then, but it is Morocco bit, might change that. Yeah, mm. when we get to Spain we might do some... Flamenco, uh, flamenco dancing. dancing. <laughs> 
I hope so. I hope so. But uh, I did have a dance partner, and we were doing some um, really big competitions. Yes. But I actually had an injury where I um, tore the ligament in my hip doing the splits in a in a dance comp, oh. as you do. Yeah. And okay. um, I'll take your yeah. word for it. <laughs> and um, and then I had to take time off, like maybe about six months, to sort of have that heal and repair. And in that yes. time, I said to him, like, we didn't know how long it would take to heal. Yes. So go yes. and um, find another partner and. And then I just wasn't able to get back into it because then not long after that I got salmonella food poisoning and yeah and it sort of just has kind maybe of maybe the universe's know. way of trying to tell you maybe it's time to, to try yeah, something just to different slow yeah, down. yeah maybe to slow down because yeah. I was um, I think in there I've had a bit of adrenal fatigue and things like oh, that going on sure. as well yes. which which would be definitely linked to my yes. hormone situation yeah. and, I, um, and it's something we're still working on yeah yeah I think a lot of people probably do have adrenal fatigue or something like that where. They just get bogged down and then run stress. the stress of everyday life. But then yes. the awareness, that being aware is the key. Too true. Yeah. Too true. So tell me, so far, what was it like packing up your house and walking out for the last time and <laughs> handing over the keys to your tenants? Or how did that? How what was that experience yeah, like? Yeah, I was quite nervous about that actually for because sure. um, being an interior designer, we, we bought our house in Patterson Lakes about uh, three years ago. And we've renovated it, so it's sort of like my baby. I project managed the whole renovation and bought beautiful lanterns for it and all sorts of things. And then to sort of come to this idea that, okay, well, if we're going to go traveling, we're going to do this, you know, we're going to really go for a long period of time. We're going to need to rent out the house. And I just thought, no. That's not going to happen. No one's going to be living in my house. (laughs) But then when I realized, no, we're going to have to. We can't just go for a year. Or two, maybe. So, True. so um, yeah. Once we once we put it on the market, um, we found some great tenants, yes. and they moved in at the start of January. And so far, so good. Um, so, I think I'm feeling more comfortable with it now. But at first, I was very nervous. And you'll listen to the like people have their horror stories. I'll say, oh, you, you, what are you doing? You're renting a house out for a year. This is going to happen. And I had my renters, and they damaged our walls. But yeah. if you focus on all the the negative stuff. You're you not going to see the blessing. You don't realise that there's all the, the mm. positive stuff that it's going to help with your mortgage and help enable you to travel for longer. Exactly. And they, the client, the the people in it apparently are really nice, and they indicate they can stay for longer than a year. So we don't really need to be back until. That's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, a long time. And your mortgage is getting paid and someone's looking after your baby and you can come yeah, back to your baby, yes, Sarah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Come on, with all these new ideas, Adam, you're going to have to get this multi-mega-million dollar job because Sarah's <laughs> going to want to do well, everything to this house. I think along the way we're going to have to be sending a few parcels back because, I mean, we're starting in Morocco. Yeah. Yes. stuff, you know, we can only fit so much stuff in our backpack. Exactly. So. I do have a bit of a love for the Moroccan influence tiles and lanterns and all those sorts of things. So you'll go to Morocco, buy it all up and send it all home. Yep, gotcha. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you'll keep Australian Post busy anyway. Yeah. So, so your, a journey started and you went to Tassie yes. to do your farm stays. So yes. would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about that experience, please? Yeah, it's a great way to travel and meet some local people, get into the culture. I mean, Tasmania is obviously part of Australia, so it's a great place to start. There wasn't a huge cultural shock there or anything like that, but the, the, there's a few websites you can look at. One's okay. called Woofing, which is Willing Workers on Organic Farms. Oh, cool. There's another one called Workaways, which we found very um, easy to navigate, the website. So we jumped on it and 
you know, found a few farms in Tasmania. One was a hobby farm that the lady had a stall at the Salamaca Market every Saturday. Yep. So we just helped out in the garden and in in her little kitchen making jams and chutneys. Oh, wow. The second farm was a permaculture farm in the middle of Tasmania um, called Tiger Hill Permaculture. Uh, great place that's doing uh, great things. There's tiger snakes running around. Uh, run around. Oh, no. I'm not running around. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any tiger snakes running. And, uh, but, um. <laughs> what was that a meeting at that farm? <laughs> that, that was a bit more out of our comfort zone because it was um, long drop toilets. It was off the grid. Yeah, rocket mass water heats off the grid. No so electricity. No electricity. And... But, uh, Showers were sponge baths out of a bucket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you, don't, you don't get paid for any, any of this work, but yes. you, what you do get in return is accommodation and yes. you get your three meals for the day. Oh, fantastic. Now, obviously, yeah. um, that was great being in Tasmania and the local produce down there is, is absolutely amazing. We eat, obviously, very clean and healthy. In yes. some areas, it was because they provide you with your breakfast. Yes. Um, we don't normally eat the standard cereal, cereals and toast. So mm-hmm. that's what they would offer you. Um, but we'll just make our way around it with some yogurt and uh, muesli. So we did have to sort of adapt what our comfort zone. Like we are so used to eating very healthy and clean. Yes. Some people would say that so that's still healthy and clean, but um, it was something that we had to let go of. Yes. And we'll have to continue when we especially go overseas. Very true. Yeah. yeah. To, to... Are you concerned about the food factor for this? adventure of yours? Oh, it was definitely something that we did discuss. It was sort of like, wow, we're going to be going to all these different countries with all this different food we've never tried before. There's going to be times where, you know, we're going to have to eat things that generally we wouldn't go near. Mm, True. But as part of the experience, we're going to have to just let go and just be okay with that. And if, you know, if you told me I was going to be doing that two years ago, I would have been like, no, I need to eat this way, you know. But now I've got to a, a different stage where I realise how important the mindset is uh, is as well and the experience and all those other things yes. and how much that inf- affects yes. your health as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so. it's, you know, you can't stress about all these little minor details sometimes. You just have to be okay with doing the best you can and let it go. Yeah. And so that's what we're really looking to embrace on this trip. I yeah. really commend you both for that because that, my next question was, so how has this adventure already changed you? And it obviously has in mm. your mindset that you're willing to open up yourselves to whatever's going to come. So, exactly. you know, and I think, I think that's going to hold you in good stead. So, yeah. Um, are you apprehensive about anything coming up to this big adventure? Mm. Right now, I'd have to say I am just because... Uh, we returned from Tasmania probably three weeks ago yes. and we'll be leaving in two weeks' time. So we've just booked our flights and now it's like just making sure everything's done. Once we're over there, we're, hopefully we'll be able to fall into, into the, the rhythm of, it. Rhythm of just yeah. letting things go. But right now there is a bit of planning yeah. um, that's going to have to come about. So, yeah, I guess I'm a bit apprehensive and... That whole just trying to let go of the the planning, it's not easy. Like you say, oh, we're just going to go travel for a whole year. It's something that's ingrained in you, yes. like subconscious beliefs that you're yes. going to have to. Uh, There's a worry. There's a worry about missing out. That like FOMO. missing out on here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. life here in Australia. No, no, no. no, no I think for Adam and I, our our fear of missing out is is for example, say we're in Morocco for four weeks. Yes. We're the sort of people that would go, okay, what are all the things you want to do and see in Morocco? And let's make sure we do and see them all. Because I get you, yes. Who knows if we'll ever get back there. True. So, so what we then do, this is just how <laughs> yeah. we seem to operate, 
is planned to the nth degree to make sure we fit everything in. Oh, Fear of missing out. <laughs> Fear of missing out and like leaving Morocco and then someone going, oh, did you see this? This is amazing. And we go, well, we didn't see that. But we've, what we really want to get out of this trip is kind of letting go of that and just embracing the journey um, and not sort of, yeah, like trying to squeeze too much in and just relaxing. Because you're never going to see everything. It's no, just you're not. not. Possible. And you won't you enjoy know. the actual moment wherever you are at that point in time. If you're yeah. already, already worrying about if we're going to make it to the next destination or what's coming next, we're trying to let go of that. But that's uh, that's quite a struggle for the both and of us. And enjoy the precious present of wherever yes. you are. Yes. My beautiful Reiki, Reiki teacher, Mandy, that's her big mantra. Precious mm. present, embrace the precious present. And that's yeah. my little, little, little bit of um, wisdom I'm imparting to you oh, on her behalf. That's beautiful. Just be in the moment and just take the opportunity, take the moment for what it is. That, that's you know, exactly right. And that, that little, that has changed my life in so many, so many ways because it's just, just stop taking where you are and enjoy. So I hope you both do that. Yeah. I really do. So I know you're apprehensive, but what are you looking forward to? I mean, apart from time together, <laughs> awesome time together. Freedom. Yes. Mm, adventure. Yes. Yeah, well, I've already had a bit of a taste of that because yes. I haven't been at work now for – uh, since the end of last year, and that was a bit of a, a change, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a change. I'd be driving around Tassie and be like, "Oh, it's five o'clock. Everyone be finishing work today." And, yes. and we're going on a hike. And I just <laughs> and I'm still working the farm, doing, yes. doing up horseradish, and then dinners on the table. And it's it's still work, but it's not like the just daily grind is just the same same stuff. So I'm really looking forward to just. The different cultures and the different people yeah. we meet. Yes. Once, once we return from your trip, you might say these people will probably ask, "What was the highlight?" And you'll probably say, "You know, it was these destinations." But it probably comes down to the people you meet and the experience you have with them, not mm. the actual. Oh, did you love this place? Oh, I, I did, but I, it was made so much more enjoyable with the people you spend yeah. uh, spend spend it with. with. Yeah, and obviously the different foods. We love our foods and. Uh, Trying new things. Yeah, been indulging a bit on stuff that we normally wouldn't yeah. eat. And and also adventure. Adam and I love big hikes and sort of doing off the beaten track activities yes. and things like that. So yeah. yeah, like we're already, you know, thinking what? about the Sahara Desert in Morocco. We're like, ooh, we might even go out there and spend a night under the yeah. stars. Oh my god, how cool would that be? You That'd be amazing. Work, you can actually do workaways in the Sahara Desert. Yeah. With, really? With people in wow. camp in camp. Yep. So we're thinking of doing you're gonna, that. You're gonna try and do one of those? Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Without planning it too much. No no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're considering to, it. I think you need to have like a loose plan of what you're That's exactly do, right. Kind of forwards now <laughs> maybe the trick is well everyone you have to plan i guess it's like that the power of now book yes detach from the outcome and say if things don't go to plan oh well you know, just be happy with the outcome you can only control what you control and there if it doesn't and then let it go yeah. let it go from there yeah. yeah yeah so i know you guys are like you know well from what i know i think you're super fit super healthy mm-hmm. how how do you have you thought about how you're going to keep your I don't know, your fitness regime or your wellness regime on track while you're away? Yeah, look, we've had a few discussions about it, but I think it's more about just 
sort of integrating it, you know, with our activities and as we go. It's something we can't really plan too much because we don't know where we're going to be, whether we're going to be camping or whether we're going to be in a hostel. I think it's sort of just going to sort of integrate into, you know, our daily lifestyle as we go. But, you know, we both have a lot of tricks up our sleeves. I've got a background in dancing. I've done a bit of yoga and Pilates. So, I mean, I can do a little yoga routine in in the, you know, in the little hostel exactly. room or whatever, whenever I can. Yes. Um, and Adam's done a lot of like personal training and a lot of gym work, so he can do that as well. Yeah. And um, on top of that, we do a lot of walking, hikes. Yes. I think if you're generally just active and yeah. stuff, and I think you'll be moving a lot anyway. Absolutely. We're going to have giant backpacks on. Yeah. We're backpacking, mm. so they're going to be heavy. We're lugging them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I have, have already found it uh, slightly hard because now I'm not in my regular job and my routine where I'll get up in the morning, go to the gym, then yeah. go to work. Yes. So I have found it a bit difficult in that sense now. So I think trying to get into a routine without having a routine, like yes. when you're away, Maybe you know, trying to work out every second day. If you miss two or three days yeah. in a row, then you yeah. then you might find it hard. I'm not saying you have to plan again, no, no. but just yeah. Um, yeah, doing a bit more body weight exercise, a bit more functional exercises. Mm. When we were in Tasmania, Sarah and I did a acro yoga workshop, Retreat, was which there? was um, something that was out of my comfort zone that I didn't really realize what I was in for. So now, so now it's fun to get out in the backyard and sort of sort of base there and she flies on my feet and I can pick, oh. try and pick her up and yeah know. we're learning some new acro tricks and that's cool. something that we can practice anywhere without any equipment hey you could have your own show on the road you oh, could yeah. make money a little traveling circus <laughs> <laughs> well we're pretty we're at the beginner level it's some pretty freaky stuff that they can do yeah it's amazing i have to get a bit more limber for that well you all right you work on that then, Adam. <laughs> but yeah I think it's just about being able to adapt to wherever we are and, and, and think of what we can do in the environment. It's kind of like that yes. pri- the primal play and the primal yes, workout yes, yes. sort of stuff, you know. So it's just been, you know, being able to adapt, yeah. So on this journey that you're about to go on, I mean, I want to ask all my guests who um, come on my show, do you have any non-negotiables in your life? Like I know your life on the road is going to be very different to your life in your house, you know, like, do you have anything like, you know, like your exercise or your running or your food? Or is there anything mm. that is still going to be a non-negotiable on this trip that you will make sure that you do or um, have or mm. along those lines? Well, it's hard. I've never really thought about what my non-negotiables are. Um, when when I was back when I was working, I was in a routine and it was always working out. I'd always go to the gym every two to three days and then have a break. Uh, eating clean uh, yeah now that we're going to be traveling it's going to be hard obviously looking out for Sarah because we're going to be in some areas yes. that are uh, different culture and it's something that I uh, must admit I uh, I take it for granted here in Australia sure. so um, yeah I guess non-negotiables yeah what would you say <laughs> <laughs> what am I non-negotiables well, I think yeah 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 each other looking after each other that's the most number one but i think 
In terms of that, it's almost as if we're trying to sort of go the other way, as in we've both been very regimented and strict with our food and eating for a, a long time. Yes. And this trip is actually more about an experience and opening up to that. So it's almost as if, I mean, we could sit here and go, oh, I've got non-negotiables about this food and that food or whatever. Well, that's not but realistic. But who said, knows yeah. what tour we might find ourselves on where they're True. feeding you and you may have no other option. Correct. And if we have all these strict non-negotiables, I mean, that's gonna be really hard in those situations and put a lot of stress on us i love that answer so you're non-negotiable as i don't have any i love it yeah i sort of feel like the whole idea of this experience is to just open up our minds and and just Just really get into the the, flow yeah the experience oh it's going to be amazing guys i just i just think it's going to be the non-negotiable is just to immerse ourselves in the experience i love it i just just love that i just love that that's going to be so exciting so i have to ask and i and i've i've had their permission to ask this question sarah what happens if you get pregnant on this adventure quicker than you anticipated that would be wonderful that would be absolutely wonderful would that mean you come back to melbourne well i I guess we would i mean yeah i get i guess we would we would would figure it out from there wouldn't we exactly exactly and a few people of like my my manager actually said well what happens if um you're leaving in march what happens if sarah falls pregnant in march i'm like well wouldn't that be amazing Uh um because it's something that we've we definitely want to have kids. We thought that by now our plan, again, that plan, you get married, you have kids. You know, a lot of our friends and uh, people we've met are having, having kids, but it hasn't happened for us so far. It will happen one time, but I think now we're looking at a bit more of a blessing because in the last couple of years we've become very aware and yes. um, obviously having a child is not something to just take lightly. So we can look at the the way the changes that we're making ourselves yeah. and uh, when we do have kids we'll be so much better off for that yeah absolutely yeah absolutely. yeah and we're getting to have this amazing adventure and experience and i think just even the last year adam and i have really grown in our mindset yes i mean a year ago i was in you know in my head sort of very much living out of my head thinking what's wrong with me and trying to fix yeah. me and now i'm sort of in a space i mean even though nothing's really changed physically in this last year with the work that i've done like kinesiology and looking into the spiritual side a little bit more and mindset and meditation and things like that i'm in a different headspace where i'm thinking what an adventure we're about to go on i mean whatever happens from here happens and just enjoy where we are right now because you're missing out on the now when you're stressing too much and trying to plan. There you go. Yeah. So tell my wonderful listeners how they can follow this adventure of yours. I know you've set up um, some social media. Yeah, we have. So I'd love you to share um, how they can find you. Yeah, we've set up an Instagram and a Facebook page, and it's called Discovery Awaits. So it's all about um, embracing the the inner journey that comes with our outward adventure. I love that, Sarah. Yeah, so um, (laughs) so it's called Discovery (laughs) Awaits, and um, on Instagram it's uh, Discovery with underscore Underscore. uh, awaits, and then it's just Discovery Awaits on um, Facebook. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Sarah mostly will do do the posts. I'll take the pictures, and um, (laughs) she'll she'll work on the 
you know, the descriptive information of what we're doing, I'll just say, yeah, we're at, we're at a farm doing this. Sarah yeah. really gets in and details it. You know, she's a very creative person and, and it shows in everything she does. Oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> oh, you should feel the love in the room, guys. Well, I just want to thank you both so much for coming on my show today. We are all waiting to follow this adventure of yours with bated breath. We'll be stalking your Facebook and your Instagram. And, you know, I hope when you, when and if you ever come back, you'll come back and be on my show again and tell us all about it, which would be oh, amazing. Absolutely, Wendy. So safe travels. God bless you both. Have thank lots you. and lots of adventures. Look after each other. And we will see you back soon and we'll be following you on social media. So thank you again for being on my show. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. Bye, Thanks. everyone. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a grand day wherever you are. And I'm Wendy Stewart and I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.